And this. Wait, when do I come in? Is a check. Wait, what is this? <laughs> it's not a check. Hi, I'm Ashley. And I'm joining this. Wait, when do I come in? Is a Weird Friends production. <laughs> Welcome to the Challenge Yourself podcast. Two friends, one in mental health and one in public health, decided to get together in the midst of a mind blowing pandemic. To bring you short but mighty daily messages to lift and encourage your spirit. Tune in. Yep. And challenge yourself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Welcome to the uh-huh. challenge. <laughs> okay, one more time. Can it's you so believe good it? To be back. I cannot. Yes. It's good to be back on here together again and yes. to, to uh, present the last of our winning women wow conversations from May wow absolutely i'm so excited about this one because i think that it's perfect timing and it's the best way to end the series absolutely we have a lot of people who are hurting mm-hmm. um who are confused frustrated yes. angry yes. grieving and I think it's perfect. Yeah, I'm it actually, is. I'm looking forward to you all, our podcast community, hearing and interacting with this one, just as you have done with the other five. But essentially mm-hmm. this one, I think, you know, with, with this next conversation, we're going to be talking about community mm-hmm. and this is perfect. So She's a mom and a grandma. Mm-hmm. She's a public servant. She is the example of a leader, of someone who's overcome many obstacles. And I think it's a perfect conversation. When we had yeah. it, I was inspired. Yes. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful that this is how we're ending the month. Absolutely. And you know, our hope is that with everything going on and everything that has been going on, that you will be inspired and encouraged by this conversation. Cause I know like Joy said, we were. And so that is our hope. And that is our prayer that you will be as well. Absolutely. And hopefully after listening to this and we're not cutting this at all, we're, we're actually That's right. going to let this play through, you know, you know how we do our, <laughs> usually we do our conversations uh, where we we give you a little and then we give you a little mm-hmm. more and we give you a little bit more, right? Because we want you to have a chance to interact, to think about yeah. what you've heard. But for this one, we implore you to listen all the way through, to take some time and to really process what you've heard as well. And to to look at how you can get involved in your community locally and make a difference. Absolutely. It starts with all of us, each and every individual, And if we all do something, then we've done more than enough. So I, I think we got to start somewhere and this conversation will impact you enough that I believe you're going to go out and do amazing things in your community. Absolutely. May it incite unity and personal responsibility to better our communities and our world. That's it. And so without further ado, we present to you the final conversation of winning women living life on purpose here in May on the Challenge Yourself podcast called We the Community, a conversation with Yvonne. Super excited today for the Challenge Yourself podcast as we are barreling toward the end of May and we have been interviewing women all May, women leaders, women in leadership, understanding that, of course, all women are leaders. And I'm just super duper excited for today because we get to interview someone who we met at a food truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, and let me just say, I got I to gotta preface this by saying, 
Um, for those of you that, that, that don't know who is speaking, this is Joy. And Ashley, you on the other side. You, you, yeah. you, we're, we're like, we're across town, but we're That's all three in the same city, okay, <laughs> right now. So what's about to happen, you're going to find out in a minute. So anyway, I'm at this food truck, right? I had on this really bright lipstick, which I learned later was highlighter. So what? I'm out there smiling. Yeah, Ashley. I didn't get to tell you, by the way, like I thought it was lipstick and it was really highlighter that was supposed to go on my cheeks. Wow. You know, right above the cheekbone area. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, I um, was there just smiling and up, up, this car comes up, this guy gets out, very animated. And then here comes Yvonne. And that is who we're interviewing today. We're at the authentic food truck, trying out some vegan food. And out comes Yvonne, and it's right around. It's, it's not far from, um, you know, time for the election. Mm-hmm. And it was election season, and Yvonne was running uh, for Fayetteville City Council. So we're, those of you who are not familiar, we're in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I remember that time of the year, um, we had a new friend who had moved into town. Mm-hmm. Yvonne gets out of the car, we meet her, and and she says she's running for, for uh, representative to the city council for district nine we're like oh wow yeah what how what are the odds of me right food truck in the middle of the you know it was like a saturday wasn't it 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 was a saturday (laughs) because my neighborhood (laughs) food trucks sometimes yes and it was odd because i was like you know you i I think was that the first time i'd come to your food truck or whatever they call it ashley they have food trucks and i'm like well i'm hungry and i love authentic cafes food truck (laughs) it's bright blue you can't miss it vegan food and i was just like well i'm not vegan but i always eat here Mm -hmm. so you know i love her stuff and so um uh shout out to amberie but i i was like okay We've just met someone who's running for yeah. office and she seems really cool. We got to make sure we connect. And so we connected. So mm-hmm. we are what we are. This is my way of saying we're welcoming to the Challenge Yourself podcast, Winning Women May, Yvonne Kinston, who is now, congratulations, Yvonne, because at the time you were running, but is now on the Fayetteville City Council as the District 9 representative. So thank you so much for joining us. And and thank you so much for just everything that you have done. Like your bio is huge. Everything from Oh my goodness. You know, AT and T working there for for years, almost two decades. You, yes. you know, you do you're you're just so involved with the state. You were appointed by our governor uh, to uh, work for North Carolina Commission on Volunteerism Community Service. I mean, you're you're doing just these all these amazing things, mm-hmm. and you're a native of Fayetteville, which is which is hard in in this yes, county, I like am. in this city, in this <laughs> county, right? This is right. It's very difficult to find someone who is an actual native of Fayetteville, North Carolina, because you know we're we're military. Uh, city we've got we're right here adjacent to Fort Bragg people in and out and so to to find a Fayetteville native is is just amazing to me as well so that's incredible and uh, so you're also a mom a grandma you have your hands in so many different places <laughs> mm-hmm. let me just ask you yes. real quick because when I read your bio it took my breath away <laughs> I just need to ask for a minute just just me you know being me how you manage all that? Because obviously my life, I'm still just trying to figure out how to get through Chick-fil-A quickly. You oh. know, I, I thought I was going to make it through today quickly. That didn't happen. You are managing all of these things. How do you breathe? How do you take care of yourself? How do you, how do you just be you? How are you, you? Let's, let's well, talk about thank that. Thank you. Thank you so much. First of all, it is a pleasure to be on with you two. Who would have thought oh. six months ago we would be here? Um, yes. Sometimes I look at, you know, the bio and think, who is this person and how do we get here? You know, yeah. but time management for me has just always been um, something that kept me sane and straight. Um, yeah. I generally get up at four in the morning to start my day and scheduling my my meetings, my pod, 
you know, um, a Zoom meetings, making sure the kids have their needs, checking in with my granddaughter every day. Um, there's certain um, elderly people that I have connected with over the years that I call and check on them daily just to make sure that they have their needs. It is a busy schedule, but I love what I do. Mm. And that's what keeps me grounded each and every day. Oh my gosh, that's wow. fantastic. Because wow. when I heard 4 a.m., I was Ooh. thinking, mm, I probably just took a turn over in the bed for another three hours. <laughs> so, you know, you sound, you know, when I, when I talk to you, you remind me, you, you and my mom would get along well Aww. because my mom, oh. you know, she's a 3 and a 4 a.m. waker upper. and so that's that's tremendous my mom my aunts probably all of my um you know my my aunts and uncles as well wake up early so there must be a real secret in waking up early I know all of the business books the empowerment books talk about the the importance of waking up early I think we need to write a night owl book though for those (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think um, for me, getting up at 4.30 in the morning before the yeah. children are up and moving, it's amazing how much I can get done between that 4.30 and that 6.30 in the morning time frame. Yeah, that's that awesome. That's that. awesome. And and we could all take notes from that. And, and, and that really, that resonates with me. Ashley, I know that resonates with you too. Well, you're not a night, night owl like I am though. No, see, I'm not a night owl. You know, I don't know that I'm a morning owl. I think I'm a... <laughs> best when I just wake up whenever that time is when I just wake up I am focused I can do it then um it, it's not 4 30 but I do feel right. inspired though oh my goodness right right well we welcome you Yvonne to to the podcast and and to this amazing uh May which is almost over we're here right here knocking on the door of Memorial Day and and so we are, we are and, and I mean it's a significant um time significant um you know time and holiday in our for our country and and also you know just being in you know really a military city as well you know Memorial Day day is a significant time as well but we just want to just just thank you for your your public service and for your leadership you're definitely paving the way for those of us ladies who are coming up and and you know looking for mentors and guides and a lot of people always say you know you got to have mentors and and you got to have people in your corner who you can learn from and so you're definitely someone who um is is just amazing to to look up to as an example so tell us more about you tell us about uh what what it was like growing up in Fayetteville back in the day and your upbringing and and that kind of thing what what can you tell us about how Yvonne morphed into who you are today absolutely well my father was military so Fort Bragg was actually the last duty station my mother said she was going to uh once we got settled she said this is it I mean, this is it. You can go where you need to go, but me and the kids are going to stay here. Um, So I grew up through the Cumberland County school system, going to Montclair uh, and 71st and then Fayetteville State. I have been here and able to see Fayetteville um, involved in through these years. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has been absolutely great. I am the middle child, which um, has given me the opportunity to be able to learn to get through negotiations with a smile. Um, I've learned that, you know, being a middle child has a very special place uh, because you're not the limelight at the beginning. You're not the one that's getting away with murder. You're Mm. fighting to make sure that you get that attention. But Mm -hmm. that has really set the foundation for a lot of things that um, has led me through uh, the years. Um, I am a mother of three. And wow. a grandmother now of three. I just, um, my last grandbaby was born um, last Monday. Really? Congratulations. Yes. Wow. So it, is, it has been a pleasure. Uh, being a grandmother is, there's nothing, I mean, it's, it's just, just totally different. I, lo- I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. My, Do you feel like you get to, you spoil your grandchildren, <laughs> you know, versus your children or do, do you just spoil everybody? Because I know, you know, my mom's big, 
you know, she, I have a dog, right? Now, I don't have any children yet, but I have a dog. And so my mom is like, I can't wait to see you two babies. I'm like, who, who, wait, <laughs> wait, I, I am a human. Though the dog, it gets more attention. So I'm wondering, like, how is it for you and like, being a being a grandmom and and do you you know are your kids like hey but you forgot about me <laughs> they do say that now and I tell them it's different between being a mother and a grandmother there's a yes. different relationship there and being that my first grand is um is London um she's five years old Aww. uh the relationship with London and I is um it's it's unique because yeah. I can see so much of London she looks just like me and um, my daughter says it, it's not fair. Something happened with the DNA and the genes. But, you know, when they always say when you're pregnant and you're getting on people's nerves, the baby come out looking just like you. Well, wow. that explains it. That explains it. Um, even this last two weeks, I've had London for 14 days with me. And it has been nonstop fun just being wow. able to spend that time. Uh, my grandson, Lorenzo, is one. Oh, and that, that's just being able to spoil them and them being here um my daughter and son-in-law made a conscious decision uh being that his parents live here as well that they wanted to come back and give us the opportunity to help raise their children Mm -hmm. they they have a very good support staff because even when they don't want us we're there (laughs) Um, we're knocking on the door hey two minutes from your house so that's your warning because we always (laughs) promise you'll get a warning two minutes so you know we're, we're on the way but it, it has been very rewarding to be able to not only um, watch my children grow up in the federal uh, area, but now also my grandchildren. And Fantastic. we know we've got another two years with them. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And you went to Fayetteville State too. So you Bronco, Bronco Pride, Bronco Pride <laughs> attitude check and all of that. Yes. Shout out to Fayetteville State University yes. as well. One of the amazing HBCUs. Yes. yes, indeed. And so definitely want to shout them out. Fayetteville State is incredible, uh, growing so much as well. Mm-hmm. And so what did you major in when you were at Fayetteville State? Business administration. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. How has that helped you in, in like with, with even, you know, with being in public service or, or campaigning and, and then even with the work that you've done with, with, you know, AT&T and other work that you've done even with the state, how did your degree help you? Because, you know, there's so many people that are uh, now coming out saying, you know, hey, well, you don't really need a, a college degree. What's the degree? You know, what have you? For those who have gone to college or what have you, it's, I think it's good to talk about how a degree can help you. Even if you, you know, like myself, you may shift into other areas, just finishing what you start, I think is, it's, it's a good lesson it's an in accomplishment. that. Yes, it's it an is. accomplishment. So what, how did your degree in business administration help you? I think for me, it was a process of not so much of deciding this is the area that I'm going to concentrate on. Mm-hmm. It was taking those general education classes and building up on those. Yeah. Um, myself, I was a non-traditional student. I did not live on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I was married and commuting back and forth um, to campus. But it was a desire that I said, you know what, I'm, gonna, I, I'm going to finish this. If it's one class at a time, yeah. then that's what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Once I graduated and started working, my area of concentration seemed to go with labor and Mm -hmm. um, labor negotiations, Mm -hmm. uh, grievances, public safety, public Mm -hmm. health, livable wages. And Mm -hmm. so that business degree helped me to form different aspects of business. Um, At one point um, when I was in school, I said, okay, I'm going to go to law school. Um, mm-hmm. that didn't pan out, but I've used a lot of the skills that right. attorneys, you know, use in my, um, my day-to-day activity. Mm-hmm. Um, then I looked at maybe dental hygienist. Yeah. That didn't pan out either. So, but business has always been my passion, whether it's doing audits, whether it's, um, help doing, uh, strategic plans, mm-hmm. um, fighting a grievance. It all just rolled into one. It's a lot of sausage making in there. But that foundation of that additional education and being able to learn 
how much business plays in my life has yes. made a success for me. That's so awesome to, to hear that too. And also, I thank you for, for your authenticity and letting us know, yeah. hey, I tried these things. Certain things didn't pan out. There, there's so much, you know, that we we kind of, we, we put so much weight on to, oh, it's got to work, it's got to work. Yes, but when it did. doesn't pan out, you know, talk some more about that, you know, to help people understand it's okay. Like, you, you know, there are, that, that doesn't mean you're not a winner because this particular avenue you chose turned out to be, hey, it took you a different direction than what you thought. Like, I think it's important for folks to listening to this podcast to understand that. And I know even for my own life, and I actually, you can speak to this too. We all can, you know, there've been decisions or things that we thought, and the next thing you know, we were somewhere else. And so, that resilience pops in like okay that that didn't work I'm gonna bounce and try something different yes um one of the things I think that was unique for me is I completed my education as a single parent that's um, awesome wow it was my my daughter and myself and I started my classes at Bevel Tech you know I as a single parent I knew that I was going to have to have something to sustain an income to take care of her yeah so making the decision to go back to school was a focus for me. But as a single parent, knowing that you had to have the dedication of getting up, going to class, getting her to daycare, you know, um, late night studying. I remember, you know, getting ready for exams and holding my daughter in my hand, you know, in my arms and rocking her while, you know, studying up until three o'clock in the morning, then get up in the morning and do it again. But that education piece taking one class at a time and then focusing on there's going to be a reward in the end of this. Mm, I would have yeah. never thought back then that I would be sitting in the seat that I am now. Wow. Um, it hasn't been easy, but that determination that if other women can do it, I can do it. And then I can tell my story. And today I get to share, you know, a portion of that story with you. So mm -hmm. that reward of if this didn't work, okay, let me stop and refocus and find out what do I need to do to get to the next level? What yeah. does the next level look like? What does the next steps look like? And then if it didn't work, refocus again. It's yeah. okay to start over. It's okay to keep moving. Just don't stop. That's so good. Mm, that's so inspiring. Like, I just have I'm to inspired, like, just getting all, like, teary-eyed. You know, I feel like I there's am. people who their story doesn't look traditional and so absolutely yes say that and to you know now that we're talking to you in this space i think that's very inspiring so thank you so much for sharing that yes You're welcome thank you yes so ashley take it away as I, i'm seriously that just Ooh, really blew me I away teary-eyed you know, it actually brought me to a question that we wanted to ask you. And, you know, I'll just jump in here. You know, you just share so much about yourself. And I'm just wondering who or what was one of your biggest teachers. And I feel like I can kind of grasp some of it. Um, but I would love to know. I think, untraditionally, the community has been my teachers. Wow. You look, I can't partic say one particular thing. Uh -huh. Because you've got to teach, you know, you may have a teacher that says, you know, you've got to apply yourself harder. And then another teacher says, you know, you've done just enough. Mm -hmm. And a neighbor who says, you know what, I see you walking up and down, the, you know, and when I say up and down the street, because, you know, you have neighborhoods, you know, I remember walking three or four streets over to play with um, dolls with one of my classmates. And you get to meet those neighbors along the way. There's always an encouragement and people that motivate you through your course of life. Mm. So I would say the community of Fidville has really taught me how to progress. Mm. Um, you know, from your first job, I remember, you know, walking into my first job, which was an ice cream shop and thinking, okay, I have no idea what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it, but sticking to that job and learning the skills at that time for that season. Mm. Um, being able to then, like I said, go to school and meeting other people that are coming in and learning their stories. Mm. Being able to embrace, listen, and use those skills and other people's stories and their, um, their knowledge mm. 
-hmm. It's like sucking up a sponge and using those will always help promote you to something different. Mm. So it's been a whole, I would definitely have to say a whole community. Uh, being a military brat, my father was very, I wouldn't say he was strict because, you know, we were spoiled. <laughs> but <laughs> we were spoiled with discipline. Uh -huh. yeah, with discipline, you know. And uh, one of the things that he always said is he had something that was called the Kinston Rule, which means, you know, it doesn't matter what you're going to do, but you're going to finish school. Uh, and even right. though I didn't traditionally do it the way he wanted me to do it, mm -hmm. the day that I graduate, I'm like, here, this, you know, I did it for me, but you know, here, <laughs> here, here you go. <laughs> so, yeah. It. So th those, those have been some proud moments, but I would definitely say the community wow. has been an inspiration yeah. for me. Wow. Ooh, and, and so is that the community and the aspect of, of, of being in, in this community and being immersed in it for as long as you have, is that one of the reasons that you felt led to run for councilwoman? What, what, what kind of led you down that, that process? Because the community, that's, I mean, just even looking at how Fayetteville has changed, yeah. I mean, in the time that I've been here, living here since 2006, I think. So for me, I've even seen the changes since mm. then. What led you to run? Two years ago, um, I started looking at the community and looking at the difference. Mm -hmm. And um, I, don't, I, I don't consider myself a politician. And I know they say, well, how do you say that now? Um, but I was an advocate. Yeah. Being an advocate, you know, you're wanting to find out, you know, what's happening in your community, what's going on. Um, what are your neighbors saying? You know, what's happening with, you know, your trash pickup? Um, yeah. There's a lot of concerns that just, I felt like were not being addressed. Mm -hmm. And before I even decided to run, I was already working with communities, trying to get community watch, you know, making sure that um, there was a safe environment. Um, mm -hmm. Our teenagers didn't have a lot of places to go and mm -hmm. feel comfortable, you know? So for me, it was important to get out in the neighborhood and find out and be in touch mm -hmm. to... Yeah having your hand on the pulse, for, you know, as they say. Um, that for me two years ago didn't look the way I wanted it to look. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel the way that I wanted it to feel. Mm -hmm. So I felt like the community needed a voice. They needed someone that they can call. That If you call me, I'm going to answer. Yeah. Um, if I can't get you the answer that you need, then I'm going to find out what the resources is and get back with you. Mm, a lot right. of residents at the time were saying, you know what, I don't even know who my my council person is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And that's true. Um, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or more or less have a, re a way to get in touch with them. That's correct. Um, when I ran, I ran on the slogan, one community, one voice, one vote. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it was important for me to, and when I did my mailer, I put my personal phone number on my mm -hmm. mailer because mm -hmm. I wanted the community to know if you call me, yep. I'm going to answer. Mm -hmm. um, being a union steward and working for AT&T, yes. I've learned, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, if somebody was going through something, mm -hmm. I didn't want them to be able to go through that alone. So mm -hmm. I've always, and we have over five, 560 employees at the time wow. um, when I started my union position. And it was important for me to build those relationships. I am big on relationships, um, making sure that you're comfortable enough if you've got something to say to me that you can say it and you know that it's going to be held in confidence yeah. and that it's important because like I said, I never wanted someone to feel like they were alone at three o'clock in the morning and they didn't have someone that they can reach out to. Wow. So awesome. that has been um, part of the reason why I decided to run. Um, yeah. Public safety has been another issue. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, I lost a good friend of mine in the line of duty, mm -hmm. uh, Roy Turner. And so you have a, we have a very, um, I'm going to say strong, skilled police force. Mm -hmm. And when they go out to assist and assist us for public safety, making sure that they're safe. Somebody's depending on them to come home. Yeah. And so- and we're depending on them to protect us. Correct, yes. So that was another thing, just to make sure that, you know, they're taken care of and um, making sure that Fevel is a tourist area. We're getting more mm -hmm. tourists in. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a beautiful place. And we have involved and we're, con you know, continuing to evolve. And being at the table to make those decisions 
for the citizens has been, re, you know, has been rewarding. But I wanted yeah. to make sure that that voice was heard. That's yeah. so important. Um, I, I mean, just thinking about public safety, mm. uh, community, no, I'm so glad to know who my my representative is. I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Yes, uh, you know I'm I'm really glad to know you know just just those things that are important. I think in in our we, because we talk a lot about national who's on the national stage or who's on you know who are our United States senators and representatives. But we ha also need to focus too on the local level. Yeah. And so I really yes, think do. there's so much change that happens on the local level and and a lot of people you know they don't we, we don't think about that it's like oh I'll just check something on about I don't even know who this person is yeah. but when we made that connect at the food truck it changed things <laughs> I mean it really did because it was like wow this is someone that I actually see that I know you know I've met and yeah. it just it shifted things for me and again it helped me to realize the importance even you know for myself and I know there are others out there too who you know we just need to focus more on the local level what's going on in our city what's going on you know uh with the issues that are important like everything like you talked about trash pickup just oh just just the, even those things you even mentioned the livable wage i mean i i'm i'm still you know trying to figure out yes. you know why it is that we we don't have that why we don't have and this is for everyone really uh what why we don't have a, a, that livable wage, that living wage, so people can can live and, and pay their bills without having to worry about you know certain things. And so I just I'm appreciative of you just even bringing those issues to the table. And you mentioned public health as well, which is Ashley's. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is that's her that's her baby. Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, you know, I have to ask you a question about that now. Well, please do. <laughs> well, before I do, you know, I, I just want to say, just like Joyce said, oh, it really hit me just to hear that part of your story because I'm not yeah. sure this, um, and I probably need to preface it for those listening um, who aren't from North Carolina or Fayetteville. I grew up on what we call the Mur Murchison Road. So mm -hmm. okay. I went to E.E. E. Smith. I know about Bronco Pride. We, you know, <laughs> the parades with the magnificent marching machine. And, you know, so I really, it was so interesting to meet you because and this is something joy knows about me um you know growing up i always felt like oh goodness i grew up kind of you know quote unquote the rougher side of town and we're not really recognized and who you know who is someone um who's running for office that would want to talk to me and that's something that i had had to deal with growing up and so um to meet you and, you know, mm -hmm. at a food truck, and it was like I was. <laughs> I've you know, I feel like I've known you forever. I yep. often say, like, it, it really, I think it's healing for people to meet yeah. those in office like that. And so, I, I mean, just you as a person in general, I, I just, you know, I, it really changes people. So, yes, I just had to share that. Thank part. you. <laughs> of course. Of Absolutely. Course. Yeah, because I, I think it's a it's important that you don't just see your elected officials when it comes time to start campaigning. That's yes. right. That's be something that you see them all the time in your neighborhood, at your neighborhood yes. meetings, mm -hmm. at, you know, at the children's um, baseball games and football games, and you're at the graduations That's and you're right. celebrating as a neighborhood, you're celebrating them, you know, individually. Um, right. When you hear of somebody in need that you're there, it yep. doesn't need to be right. just when I need your vote. I want That's you to right. know, regardless of what's going on, I'm available. So mm -hmm. if you at a food truck, if it's at a food <laughs> truck, if it's at a food drive, you yep. know, if it's delivering meals, yeah. it needs to be something that's there and that you're visible. And yeah. that's important because that comes with that relationship building. That's yes. right. Oh my goodness. So, so key. I'm telling you, I'm inspired. And so I am too. <laughs> it really encourages me. So I, I'm like, you know what? Let me get into this public health thing because it is, it is a passion of mine. Um, okay. I always love medicine. 
I ended up going towards public health because I care about the health of people, people living, you know, full lives, full healthy lives as much as possible. And so, you know, many of you all know what's going on <laughs> during this time in 2020 uh, with the coronavirus. It's, you know, spread a lot. There's, you know, been a lot of illness, a lot of death, unfortunately. And so I just wanted to ask um, you, Yvonne, what do you feel is, is something that's most important for people to know uh, to help aid in the prevention of the spread, if you will, of the coronavirus? What's, what is something that we need to know as the community, as individuals that can help us stop this thing? Yes, um, I will say um, education has, is going to be a big key. Mm -hmm. um, as we're talking, I'm looking at the clock and, and it's funny because I'm counting down because I know in our, in Fayetteville and mm -hmm. some of the surrounding cities, we're gearing to go into phase two. Ooh, yes, indeed. Phase two is going uh, to allow this soft, you know, reopening of stores. Yeah. And, but it doesn't look like it did in January. Yeah. Right. Um, as I drive around the city and, and in my district, mm -hmm. I still see a lot of people that don't wear masks. Yes. Yeah, it's and a concern. It's yeah. a con it, it is a concern because, yeah. I, you know, that education piece that says, even though I look good today, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that does not mean that I am not possibly spreading this disease to my neighbor, mm -hmm. my friend, yeah. uh, my coworker. Mm -hmm. um, there's still so much that's unknown um, mm -hmm. that we don't know about. Yes. So yep. education, washing your hands, mm -hmm. um, you know, they say change your clothes if you go out, yep. um, making sure that you know the hand sanitizer mm -hmm. these are things these are the the little things that we can do but it's going to make an impact yeah, um, yeah. you know there was a lot of conversation around the curfew and you know mm -hmm. um as an elected official you know there's things that that we have to deal with and take accountability for Absolutely. but if it's one person that we can make the difference for in this covert 19 then that's a decision that we have to make mm -hmm. um i remember hearing a comment that says well covert 19 doesn't know it's nine o'clock mm. well it doesn't know that it's nine o'clock but what it does know is the activity after nine o'clock can calm down yes Correct. um i do believe that even though um you know, it's a lot of people say, well, you're infringing on my right to be able to move mm. and do the things that I want to do. And because Cobra doesn't know it's nine o'clock, then it's not fair. But I will say, even though numbers are still coming in, mm -hmm. at least we know it may have slowed it down. Absolutely. Right. And flattening the curve is where we're trying to get to. Absolutely. Um, flattening the curve. And as someone who is as is in a high risk, mm -hmm. uh, is, is high risk and considered high risk, having an autoimmune um, disease, I would just like to say I appreciate the fact mm -hmm. that Fayetteville had the curfew as long as they could, you know, could, you know, mm -hmm. and for those of you who are listening on the podcast, we at nine o'clock, uh, you're supposed to be in your house. Almost like when the lights came on, you need to be Exactly. <laughs> you need to be in the house. I would be on the phone with like Ashley or I'd be talking to my mom. Uh -huh. My mom would be my mom is is, you know, 40, 40 minutes to the south of me in different counties, Scotland County. So it was a, you know, there was always conversation. Hey, it's nine o'clock, where are you? <laughs> but that I respected that so much because I knew that that curfew meant, you know what? in in our even just in our small uh place here right here in Fayetteville we're doing our part and I felt like in that way we were doing our part to flatten the curve or to stop the spread as much as we could so I really appreciate the work that went into everyone collaborating to make yes. that curfew happen absolutely thank you absolutely yes, yes. Mm -hmm. thank you Yes, indeed. And that brings me to like small business. And I even gotten an email the other day. It was a um, business that I frequent that was saying that they were going to be closing down mm. and, and for good, you know, uh, in the midst of uh, the pandemic, they just, just decided, you know what, the, the owner said it's, it's too much, not going to, you know, keep our doors open. And so, in your opinion, as we're talking about the pandemic, what what can we ensure that we do, or you know, to to just to keep 
businesses, such small businesses, the mom and pops, you know, the people that are, you know, trying out something new, keep these small businesses in the community thriving. What, what do you think are some things to, to tell small business owners or just, just to, to let folks know, because I know there's so many small businesses mm -hmm. here in this community and communities all across our country. They really are the heartbeat. I mean, yeah, they, they are. truly are. And so, you know, what would you tell a small business owner right now that's, you know, trying to, to keep going in the midst of the pandemic? The first thing that I would tell them is don't give up. Yeah. There are resources that are coming um, small businesses have been the staple of, you know, at least our community. Yeah. Um, yeah. And looking outside the box, um, one of the things that I did is, you know, I would go through and make a list of all the small businesses that I would frequently visit, and then those that are new that I would find out about. Um, yes, yes. And it gave me the time to be able to research those that I didn't know, but I made a list to say, okay, I'm going to make a point to go to this one. I'm going to make the point to go to this one and I'm going to solicit their business. Um, some of the, the things that we can do that are kind of outside the box mm -hmm. is small businesses um, have, some of them have gift cards, purchase gift cards now so mm -hmm. that that revenue can get in their pocket today. Mm. Wow. That's and then that way that's going to help that, you know, it's something as simple as that will help a small business to um to continue to get revenue you yeah. may not eat there today it may be six months from now depending right. on when that gift card um expires but they're getting that revenue mm -hmm. um wow. you know we have a lot of uh small businesses that are doing delivery service yeah yes. you know on a night that you don't feel like cooking you know solicit a small business do the delivery service when the um when our city opens and we do the soft open make sure that we are not only going to the big box businesses, that we're going to those small businesses and letting them know you've been here for the community. Let yeah. the community now be here for you. That's good. Mm. Wow, that's good. Oh, that makes me feel good, even as a yeah. as a small business owner, just to hear that and 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 that you know puts my mind at ease. I really like the idea of of, of buying the gift card too, because yeah. I think a lot of times we don't even think about that. It's like, oh well, you know, uh, I'll get to it when it you know yeah. when things really open back up. Mm -hmm. But you know, some people are open, and those gift cards are available. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they're even electronically. Some people have them where you can yes. buy them on their website. So that's a really great. Uh, idea and so those of you listening to this podcast make sure okay you heard it here from Yvonne <laughs> yes and if you decide not to use the gift card you can always gift it to someone exactly that's that's exactly. experience Yes, exactly. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So with all of this, you know, and, and I know we have a, a huge election coming up in, in November, you know, why aren't people voting? Well, now, since we're talking about, you know, public service and we're talking about community and what yeah. have you, why aren't people voting? And, 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 and what, why is voting so important? right now because I, I I mean I've even come across young people mm. you know that come to my practice or what have you and I'm like hey are you registered to vote I do ask I ask mm -hmm. folks and they're like well I'll get around to it mm -hmm. and I'm thinking to myself now you know we, this is it's important and so can you speak to that some more because I think there are a lot of people out here who think their vote doesn't matter and that is what um the story that I hear a lot my vote doesn't matter it's not mm. going to take my one vote to make a decision mm. but when you take that one vote and you put it with your neighbor's vote and your mm -hmm. sister's vote and your mom and your dad vote those votes are making decision on the local starting with your local level to be able to make the decisions that affect you every day, your yes. school district, your, um, your taxes, those decisions are decisions that are going to affect you, whether you like yeah. it or not, at least make a vote and put the person in that seat that you can connect with, that you can ask those questions. Why is this happening? Why is that mm -hmm. happening? Yeah. Um, we have fought to have the right to vote. Mm -hmm. Being right. able to, it's a democratic process. If you're going to vote, vote your vote is your decision, but yes. exercise that vote. That's right. And when you do exercise your vote and you're making these decisions, 
you have to realize it starts at the local level and go up. Yes. yes. Your vote and being able, and that brings me into the census also, your yes. vote and making sure that your city receives the resources and the availability even for disaster preparing mm -hmm. and officials that are looking ahead of what may be happening. You want to make sure that you're voting to put someone in a position, state, local, federal, um, the president. You want to make sure that those decisions that are being made, it's not just for you at this time. Mm -hmm. It's for later on down the road. You're, as for me, my grandchildren, yes. what I vote on and how I vote, I understand this is going to be a long repercussion for them. Yes. Um, yeah. Making sure that even like right now, our children are out of school. Mm -hmm. We've got parents that are homeschooling mm -hmm. and that, that right there, I've, I've, I've got a teenager. So, you know, making sure he was up and, you know, logging in and those teachers that are out there and they're trying to go beyond making sure that they're educating our children mm -hmm. as an elected official, pushing to make sure that they're taken care of. Yeah. You send your child to school every day. Well, you know, Monday through Friday. But, <laughs> you know, you send them to school mm -hmm. and you're entrusting someone to be able to take care of them. As an elected official and those that you put in place, they're making those decisions as far as your child's education. Yes. That's something mm -hmm. that is going to be a long-term um, effect. Yeah. And as a parent, if you have small children, I encourage you, take those children with you sit down and have a conversation with them early. Mm -hmm. This is what the voting process looks like. Mm -hmm. This is why we do this. This is the reason why. This is how it affects you. If yes. you want a splash pad out here, this is the lead and the way that you get to that journey of a splash pad. Wow. Now start having those conversations early and ask your family, your neighbors, your friends, mm -hmm. have you voted? Mm -hmm. Have you done your census? And make yes. it that important as if there was something or a brand new place opening. It yeah. depends on us to get out there and make this impact. Yes, mm -hmm. I love that. It depends on us that's right. to get out there and make this impact. I just love that statement. And that, that's something that I am definitely taking. I'm, I'm, I'm writing that one down. That one goes oh, yeah, in the book. <laughs> so, so thank you so much for sharing this amazing uh, insight with us into what we can do and what we need to be doing and the mm -hmm. questions that we need to be asking, starting right at home with our family members and friends, mm -hmm. you know, in our neighborhoods, you know, in our, even in our neighborhoods, you know, I think it's so important. Oh, hey, how are you? You fill out your census? I mean, things yes. like that. It's just, a, you know, conversational and, you know, make it conversational. So I, I appreciate you, you know, again, it, it almost just feels like, you know what, I'm sitting down talking to someone and you have just given us really tools that we can be using daily to, you know, educate and really family and friends and those in our community. Now, with all this going on, how do you handle stress? How do you handle <laughs> the, the going hither, the hither and the thither? Because you are rocking and rolling. <laughs> For me, being able to learn, and, it, and it's still difficult for me to take that quiet time. You know, mm -hmm. I always say there's a work-life balance. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I'm still working. I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. But I know that in that work-life balance, if it is 15 minutes to go and sit in my car, yep. just to listen to some music, That's good. sit on the front porch and read a book, oh, yeah. um, being that you can't travel, get out and walk. It has been so refreshing to see, even now, you know, you see more people out walking, gardening, walking their, yes. own, their pets, you know, um, it, it is just being able to take a few moments mm, yeah. to just say, okay, let, let me just relax <laughs> yes. and um, sleep. Yes. Um, there has been times that I know I go nonstop. And I have said, okay, I'm going to take a vacation day and I'm going to go home. Mm -hmm. I will pull in my driveway and look at the front door and say, you know what? If I go in the house, <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm not going to get something done. <laughs> so I'll, sit, I'll just sit in my car. Um, 
and and just just sit there for a few minutes and just take that time wow um, that is important it's important to have that work-life balance um yes. and get that rest in uh i'm one for naps i will take a nap in the oh, middle yeah. of the day set the alarm clock let me get 15 minutes just to declutter my mind uh -huh. right uh, before i go to the next thing yeah that's good wow i love that's it good. and that's how i do it that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we love that now. <laughs> we, yeah, I'm I'm a napper, even though yeah. I don't get a chance to do it often. But I tell you what, there's nothing like a good nap, even if a it's for 15 nap. minutes. Yeah. I've got a couch here in my office. Sometimes it just might see me for a minute, just a second, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think that that's so important as well. And and so, what are you listening to these days? What's on your uh, music list that's that you're feeling? Not it doesn't have to be anything current because I, I I tell you what some stuff that's coming out I'm like I don't I don't know but what's on your music list <laughs> I will tell you the one th the one artist that has always been consistent on my music list has uh -huh. been Kurt Franklin oh, oh you know what and from the beginning <laughs> remember back in the day people were like oh no he's just too revolutionary <laughs> Just too revolutionary. Now everybody's Now talking. everyone's oh. like, yeah, Kurt Franklin. <laughs> Kurt Franklin. And it was funny because, like I said, I had my granddaughter. And, you know, um, over right after, right, Mother's Day. Uh -huh. Him and his family did this um, this video. That's right. Yeah, uh-huh. Ashley yeah. sent it to me. Yeah. That is, my granddaughter played that thing over and over Aww. and over again. And her enjoyed Kurt Franklin as much as I did. I mean, she she loved it, but Kurt Franklin yeah. has always been wow. You know, even during my times of you know dark cloud and struggles, right. I can always find something of Kurt yeah. that gives me enough motivation, you know, to to keep going. So that's that is what's on my music list. Ooh. Fantastic! Yeah. I love I love Kurt. Kurt. Oh yeah, he is awesome. And and you know what? That brings me to another point which is there are a lot of young women out here mm -hmm. who want to go into public service or looking yeah. at, you know, who are even, you know, heading that direction. Some who've run for elections, maybe didn't win their seat or what have you. Yeah. What is some insider advice that you would give them as well? You know, if they're looking to go into public service, they're looking to, you know, just to go higher, as you talked about at the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, what, what would you say to them? I would say get involved with your community. I am big for mentors. Find yep. a mentor that you can groom with. Mm -hmm. um, get involved. Go to your city council meetings. Sit, you know, sit at that meeting. It's a lot to digest, but sit in those meetings so that you can start learning the ins and outs of mm -hmm. what city council does. Yep. Um, your county, go to your county meetings, go to your school board, um, volunteer. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you are making yourself visible in the community, mm -hmm. that you are learning, and that you are allowing, and I'm going to say that again, you are allowing yourself to be taught. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is important. Sometimes we get to the point where, I'm not going to say that we think we know everything. Mm -hmm. We may know some things, but we can always continue to grow and learn from each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is for me, I know um, I continue to gleam off of other um, women. Yeah. Um, I think it's important that I can look at another woman and say, you've made this journey this way. How mm -hmm. did you go there? Mm -hmm. Continuing to uh, promote women and yeah. learn from women and being able to receive is the other thing. Yeah. Yes. You have to be in a position where I may not like everything that you tell me, but I know something that, you're, that you tell me. I'm going to be able to take that. I'm going to be able to digest it. And I'm going to be able to find something that I can use in it. Yes. And that is important because we don't know everything. Mm. Mm. My avenue right now is being, you know, as a city council and a mother. But mm -hmm. if I needed to have a resource, I need to know, okay, this is your field. What can you teach me? Correct. What do I need to know? And be able to have that network. Start right. networking early. Yes. Um, if there's an opportunity that I know that someone else may be able to benefit from, I'm sending out information. Mm -hmm. 
it is the resources that we make available to each other that makes us stronger. Oh, that's so good. Oh, I love that. Oh my I God. love it. It is the resources <laughs> that we make available to each other that makes us stronger. Mm. Podcast community, we want you to hear that. Challenge yourself. <laughs> that's right. Challenge yourself. Don't don't hold back. You know, don't feel like you got to hide and hoard resources. Yes. Share your resources. Yes. Share with others how they can, you know, can can come up too. You know, I think it's so important. So I thank you for that as well. And with myself being in mental health and Ashley being in public health, we mm. certainly we, I know, Ashley, you and I both were agreed with Yvonne. We were just talking about that on a previous episode. It's like, you know, sharing, you know, being more yes. open and, and that kind of thing. So I think that is awesome. And so young ladies that are listening, women who are out here, you know, no matter what your age is, it's never too late. Right. Um, never too late. It's never too late to get involved. And so Ashley, you want, you, you want to do the honors? I sure will. Oh, and I'm so honored. I'm, I'm I am too. I'm like, I feel like I got a, uh, a this is a class in, yes. in, in class, really the class in class, like, you know what I mean? And, and That's how right. to, to do things with class and, and to really put community at the forefront of our minds. I think that's, that's right. so important. That's right. And you know, I think one of the main things that I've taken away so far, just, just your, your voice on community, like remembering that we are all together here. Yes. Um, you know, our, we have a responsibility to our community to be present, to vote, to do these things. And I just, I, I, and I know Joy again, we both feel that way. It's so important to remember how important we are individually and, and how we affect others. So, yes. I, you know, that right there to me just, you know, it, it's huge. So, you know, Avant, thank you so, yes, so much. thank you. <laughs> we are so honored. This has thank been, you. it's been enlightening, but it's also been fun. And, and I just, you know, I can't say thank you enough. I'm so grateful. And I know that this conversation is really going to impact everyone who listens and, and I just I'm it's so important so thank you for that but before we let you go we have to ask how can people get in contact with you and do you have any programs or, or any information um, that you would like to share for those young emerging leaders that something that they would need to know about okay well you can get in touch with me at the phone number 910-973 0299 that is my cell phone number and wow. the email address is going to be y k i n s t o n at c i dot f a y dot n c dot u s all right fantastic okay. y'all heard how she gave out a number right right <laughs> okay I'm not afraid to answer <laughs> my phone Daddy. I'm like I'm gonna just give the clap because this is a, this is unprecedented okay yes it so is. thank you for that Yvonne because I'm I'm pretty sure you know someone may want to reach out and yes, may God. want to have you know have some additional dialogue or questions for you so I thank you for that uh, we appreciate you giving your number as a resource yes. and your email as well you're welcome thank you like I said I I'm very humble and I consider myself blessed to be in this position, but like I said, it's not just for me. That's and right. anything that I can do, as I said, to um, promote my community, to help my community, any young lady or anyone, um, mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I didn't get here by myself. Mm -hmm. I did not get here. And therefore, because I didn't, it is not, it's my duty and my responsibility to make myself available and to reach back to help somebody else that's and right. that's an open door invitation oh thank you that thank you there. oh thank you so much yes indeed wow. the doors of the community are open y'all hear it will there be one <laughs> oh my goodness i love it yvonne kinston thank you so much for you. gracing us with your presence on the challenge yourself podcast and 
to all of, of you out there listening. Um, this is an example of a leader. You know, we all have, you know, the, these skills and tools and, and we just got to, again, not be afraid. Challenge yourself. Get out there. Make an impact. Ask questions. Find a mentor. Continue to be curious. Go to these meetings. It's not just happening uh, nationally, but keep focused on what's going on locally. And That's so right. again, Yvonne, we thank you for your time. You are a treasure and we're going to have you back soon on the Challenge Yourself podcast. Thank you so much, ladies. It has been a pleasure to be on and just thank you for establishing, you know, this, this is a wonderful way to get the community, get people out and get a dialogue going. So my hat is off to you too. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. And, yeah. and we certainly are humbled by that. And Absolutely. all right. So for those of you out there, challenge yourself. You've heard it right here today. And so we thank you all again and have an amazing, amazing day. Tune in to find out what happens next. Become a weird friend by joining our 24-7 community, featuring blogs, forums, and weekly inspiration. Start now by following challenge.courage on Instagram and Facebook and email us your thoughts, comments, and questions at nofakersinfo at gmail.com. Ciao.